Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 51. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that is tangentially related to a few of the things that we've talked about recently, but it really struck me that this is something that we haven't really dove into yet, but it's something that I find myself thinking about with some regularity, and I suspect that you do too, maybe even if not quite in these terms. But today, we're going to be looking at when to push through. And it's probably not too surprising that, to me, I think when to push through is most of the time, but it's not always the case that it's most of the time. And I also want to acknowledge with the caveat that pushing through is actually more of a problem we have when it comes to goals as opposed to resolutions, because I haven't talked about this on podcasts before. I have talked about it on Instagram, but I firmly believe that the number one biggest reason people do not keep their resolutions is because they do not intend to. Because we set a resolution at the beginning of the year, we say, yeah, this is what I wanna do. This is ideally the outcome I would like to see at the other end of this year, but it isn't made with the actual intention to carry through and to follow through. It's There's no expectation that is actually going to occur. And so it, it's really not surprising then that of course no real action is taken or no concerted committed long-term effort. And so we reach the end of the year and we just kind of accept the fact that, of course, I did not follow through on this thing that I didn't really think I was going to anyway. So it's not a big surprise when resolutions don't get checked off. It's just what's commonly accepted. It's what is, it is what is expected. It's not expected that you'll do it. It's expected that you won't. Goals, on the other hand, generally have the expectation or the thought that you will carry through at least for some period of time if it's more of a habit goal as opposed to an achievement goal, which is fine. But thus, the idea of needing to push through or deciding if you're going to push through comes into play more often with goals because there is some expectation or hope at least that you are going to get to the end. You are going to keep going. You will check this off. As opposed to resolutions when it's just assumed you're probably not going to anyway. But you can use this idea and the framework we're gonna look at today to determine when to push through regardless of whether you're working on a goal or resolution. I will say that. So the struggle of when to push through comes down to, I think, the pull and the debate between commitment and listening to yourself because they are both qualities and aspects of the people that most of us want to be, right? Both are important. We both want to be committed to ourselves and the people we want to be and our goals, but we also want to be tuned into ourselves and our desires and the way that we're feeling in a given moment and how that impacts the in a larger sense, the way that we live our lives. And ideally, both of those things are working together in harmony. We're committed to going to the gym three times this week and our body has lots of excess energy and we're feeling up to it and we're so excited and maybe we push ourselves a little bit but we're still listening to our limitations and everything goes great. But let's be real, that is most of the time not quite exactly what we're doing. And people have different ways of viewing, listening to yourself or the internal debate and discussion about where that line is between pushing yourself too much and pushing yourself enough that you continue to make progress on your goals. We're gonna talk about that a little bit today. And unfortunately, I don't have a nice 
bunch of check marks of if you check all these boxes, then you should be pushing through. And if you don't, then you should be letting yourself rest or taking a break, listening to whatever it is you're feeling in a given moment. Unfortunately, this isn't a nice this or that kind of discussion. It's not a nice five times you should do this or 15 signs you should not do that. I love episodes like that, you know that I do, but not everything can be boiled down that nice into something like that. But I am going to be giving you today some frameworks that you can bring into this discussion and some ways that you can approach this decision from. So this is a debate between commitment and listening to yourself, and it is made more complicated because both of those are things that we want. And when they come into conflict, we need to know what to do. So the first thing that I think we need to consider is when we're going after a goal, whether we're going after a goal in the grand sense of I am working towards this thing or on a more minute scale of should I go to the gym today to help me carry out that grander goal of being healthy. So you can approach or view this from either scale and use, I think, a lot of these same metrics either way. And I'm probably gonna be jumping back and forth in this discussion between like more grandiose pronouncements and more minute examples. So just bear with me, (laughs) if you will. But I think the first thing we have to consider is whether we are making the decision from a lack of self-confidence or a fear of failure because that is the biggest sign that we need to not listen to our feelings or ourself or what we're feeling in a given moment, that we need to instead commit to commitment and to push through and to keep going, even if not in that moment, in the grander sense, we need to keep going and to push through because lacking self-confidence, which based on my definition that we've talked about in the podcast before, most recently in episode 45, where we talked about self-confidence and self-trust, why you need them and how to develop them, that kind of self-confidence about your belief in yourself and in your ability to carry out whatever actions are necessary really to do anything, in that sense, that is the most valuable skill that we can have. And so if we're lacking it in a given moment, it is worth pretty much always pushing through in the grander sense in order to achieve that. And because since self-confidence is so much about our commitment to ourselves and our goals and our ability to figure things out and to keep taking action, despite our fear of failure, which is kind of a related aspect of that, if we're lacking self-confidence about our ability to achieve a goal or to carry something out, we're probably lacking that self-confidence because we're afraid of the failure that might ensue and then what we're gonna make that mean about ourselves. But all of that to say, that would be the grandest example of when we do wanna keep taking action. It may not be in that moment, maybe you do need to take a break, maybe you do need to listen to your limitations in a given moment, but to not extrapolate that out into, I shouldn't push through in the grander scheme and keep working towards this goal. In that moment, I would contend that if you feel like you're lacking self-confidence or you're making the decision out of a fear of failure, whether fear of failure that you won't reach your goal or (laughs) you're gonna look a little bit dumb along the way, then I would say that is the biggest red flag and warning signal to tell you that you probably should keep pushing through because the skills that you're going to gain as a result, the self-confidence and the self-trust and the mental agility, regardless of what role failure plays in the process, are gonna be so much more valuable even than the goal that you are pushing on towards itself. Okay, and then the next framework that I want you to consider is about yourself, and it's about whether you tend to be someone who hangs on a little bit too tight, you push yourself a little bit too hard generally, or if you give up too easily, because this is another important metric to help you determine if 
what your general bent is. Are you someone who tends to err on the side of commitment or err on the side of, I'm going to listen to myself and go hang out at the beach instead of going to the gym, which I totally get and understand if you choose to do that. But if you really want to go to the gym or to stay healthy, you probably are going to have to go to the gym sometimes. If you can recognize which your natural bent or inclination is, you can at least bring that context into the decision. I think for me, you probably can guess, but I tend to be someone who pushes too hard or tends to hang on a little bit too tightly. I'm the kind of person who, if I'm sick, does not matter. Even in a COVID world, I will continue to do whatever work I need to do, whether it's from my bed, because I tend to work from my bed a lot of the time anyway, or from my couch, I will just continue to take the action that I need to, even if maybe I should let myself rest a little bit. And I am someone who gives myself plenty of rest too, which we will talk about in, in just a little bit. But by being able to bring that into the mental consideration of what decision you should make about whether to push through, you can more easily identify what you're more inclined to do and what role you want that to have in the decision. And instead of just going with what you have always done, consider why that is and whether that is something that you want to then use as the means by which you make your decision in the present. Okay. (laughs) It's also important to identify the emotion that you're feeling that is probably generally pushing you towards I should listen to myself or I should take a break or I should stop doing this as opposed to commitment. Generally, our emotions and on a grander scale, our our beliefs or our brain is not telling us to commit harder and to keep going. Generally, from what I have observed, the discussion is normally this time doesn't count or I should let myself have a pass or this was good enough. I should get a break now. Generally, that is the discussion that I see most people have with themselves. And I don't see too many people whose brains are like, no, we should go harder. We should do it again. We should try more. Let's double this up today, which if your brain does that, I want to applaud you because that seems pretty powerful. (laughs) I can see how that could get you pretty far. But by identifying what emotion we're feeling, if you really are feeling tired or exhausted or, or in need of support or sick, depressed or sad or anxious, those are emotions that we probably want to take into consideration. We don't want to just plow ourselves into the ground or not listen to the mental or emotional or physical care that we need to take for ourselves. So we do want to consider those things and let them have a role in the discussion. But that's why identifying the emotion we're feeling is important. And so is acknowledging that our thoughts and beliefs that are generally behind those things are even more powerful. I know for me, I use a technique kind of like this when I run because I've said on the podcast before, talked about it plenty, that I really have always hated to run. And this year I did have one running related goal, but I have worked harder actually on just my endurance and my perspective on running in general. And so I ran probably like a month or two ago now, I went one day and I just ran five miles, which is the furthest that I have ever run. And with my internal monologue being so heavy in the phrase, I hate running, I was very impressed with and proud of myself for doing that, for sticking that out and getting it done. But I use this tool when I run because my brain may be having that internal dialogue that I'm working on changing. But by tapping into how I'm actually feeling, there have been times when I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up or I feel like I am actually going to pass out or 
I was sick last week, so I need to take it a little bit easier today. There have been plenty of times when I have listened to myself and listened to my body and tuned into that and said, okay, I need to slow down a little bit, or maybe I do need to finish a little bit early today. But generally when I tap into my body and I'm running, I kind of do a physical assessment in terms of what parts of my body are actually hurting right now. Normally it's just like my feet probably hurt, which probably just means that I need to get new shoes. And then my lungs are normally sore, telling me like, you're not getting enough oxygen, but by recognizing, okay, those are really the only two parts of my body that are feeling at all uncomfortable right now. And those are to be expected. I don't expect my feet to not hurt at least a little bit. And I should probably be having at least a little bit of trouble breathing or else I might as well just be walking. So by recognizing that those are actually keys that I'm doing what I want to do and not indications that I should necessarily stop, I empower myself to keep going. So that's the role that checking in with your body plays. Emotionally, I don't normally have too many emotions when I'm running other than like just wanting to stop. But that comes back to what I'm thinking about and believing about running or maybe boredom that I'm feeling for why do I have to do this for the next 30 minutes? But when I can engage with my mind, whether with an audiobook or a podcast, or I'm intentionally working to change the dialogue of what I'm thinking and believing about myself and about running in general, I am much better able to push through. And that is to me, what I want to do most of the time is to commit to that commitment to decide to push through, but to also use this as a very good microcosm of learning to listen to myself very well, both physically and mentally of what I need in a given moment. And so that has been probably the biggest way that I have been working on this skill of deciding and learning when to push through and when maybe not to, at least in this past year. And so I do want to then address the idea of rest and taking care of our body physically, because I think a lot of us, whether we have physical limitations or disabilities or mental health issues that we're struggling with, it is very important to listen to ourselves in that way and to make sure that we are giving ourselves enough support, enough care to make sure that we are receiving what we need from the world and from our environment and from the way that we structure our lives in general. And so that is for most of us where listening to ourselves is going to play the biggest and most important role is listening to ourselves and our limitations in those areas and how that interacts with continuing to reach our goals and to move towards the things that we want. So in general, when I come up against this analysis, I try to address whether in general I am giving myself enough of what I need. Am I sleeping enough? Am I getting enough fruits and vegetables? Am I drinking enough water? Have I gotten out and interacted with enough people socially? Have I gotten enough sunlight? Have I had enough time alone by myself? Have I been entertained recently, like put on Netflix or spent like five minutes on Instagram? Have I written in my journal lately? Have I processed any difficult emotions either with myself or out loud with someone else? By going through those things, I am able to determine whether in a moment or more grandly in general in the grand scheme of my life, if I am supported enough, if I'm rested enough, and if my body or my mind is just kind of throwing a temper tantrum in the moment of I should stop running or I don't want to work on this research paper anymore. And generally the answer is yes, I am giving myself enough of what I need and my brain or my emotions are just kind of being a little whiny <laughs> because who wouldn't rather go scroll Instagram than work on a research paper? But most of the time then I can decide and recommit to my commitment because that is of the highest value for me. That is what I want. And I know that I am giving myself enough of the things that I need 
that I can push through. I'm not ignoring myself or my needs. I have taken care of myself and I have structured my life to do so that I can keep pushing through or keep working in these other areas. But if for you, you know that you aren't giving yourself enough support or what you need in these areas, you haven't rested enough, then it is important, I think extra important to listen to yourself in terms of that individual decision you need to make about whether to push through in a given moment and more generally about how you can structure your life to support you in those things so that you can keep committing and moving towards the things that you ultimately want. Okay, and then just a couple more frameworks that I think are helpful in this discussion. One is to ask other people for their perspective, particularly those close to you, whether that be spouse or partner, parents, siblings, friends, a coach, whatever your support system looks like to you. Other people generally tend to know us pretty well, especially those close to us, and they tend to have a pretty good perspective on our lives. And so, to go to someone you trust and to say, I am struggling with this issue about whether I need to commit to this and push through or whether I need to listen to myself, you're probably not gonna do this in terms of whether you can like give up on your treadmill run two minutes early, but in the grander scheme about whether you should keep working towards this goal, whether you should recommit, or if you should listen to yourself and lay off either for a little while or change focus altogether, other people have very valuable insight and perspective most of the time into our lives and even into our habitual patterns, the things we normally do, whether we tend to push through, whether we tend to give up too easily. And so often they can have very good insight and wisdom. And sometimes even just the act of us talking through such a decision or those feelings that we're having with someone else can give us the insight we need into ourselves in order to make a decision. And if not, then we will at least be leaving the discussion with some more clarity around what the issue actually is. And probably if we ask for it, some advice and insight from those who really care about us. Okay, and the final framework that I want to bring up is the idea that deciding in advance in most situations can give us a pretty good perspective. And I want to acknowledge that's not always possible. It's not always possible to decide in advance how we're going to handle or react to something. We talked about this a little bit last week in episode 49 when we were talking about overcoming obstacles in the resolution roadmap and how we can identify the hurdles we're likely to face and exactly how we want to address them. And so for many of us, that moment to make the choice between pushing through and listening to ourselves or giving up, we're probably going to face that crossroads at some point. And so we can sometimes identify and recognize how we want to answer our brain or decide in that given moment. And sometimes we can't, but when we can decide in advance with the perspective that we want to have exactly how we want to address and handle that moment, or we can decide which of these frameworks we want to be using in that moment. Okay, and then two final reminders related to this discussion. First is that generally, the moment when we have the opportunity to make this decision, whether it be to recommit to something we're going after or to listen to ourselves, either way, we have an opportunity to practice a skill that we want to have because we're either building the skill of commitment and everything that goes along with that, or we're building the skill of identifying how we're feeling and listening to ourselves and making a decision that is in that moment in alignment with our best interests. But the kind of third tangential option here is to just kind of give up. And sometimes that can be equated with listening to yourself because you're no longer pursuing this goal. But I want to offer to you that it is a very distinct third option that can be made whether you commit or whether you listen to yourself. 
if you are giving up on the thing that is of higher value to you, if you are not ultimately listening to yourself and making a commitment in that way, if that makes sense. But either way, regardless of what you decide, the moment when you are faced with that decision is the moment when you're getting to practice skills that are of value to you. And they are skills that are going to benefit you no matter what goal you pursue in the future. So it is an important opportunity to use these frameworks or whatever else you decide to bring into the consideration and the discussion for you to make this decision at every juncture. And I do want to remind you that what you want is on the other side of that decision, that resting or waiting in indecisiveness, regardless of which way you're going to end up (laughs) deciding, the person that you want to be is on the other side, as in the person who has made the decision, who has strengthened their values, who is acting in line with their values, who is building those skills, they are on the other side of that decision. So just keep going, just make the decision. Even if you later decide it was the wrong decision, you will be building that skill and it's going to continue to grow and to serve you. And you'll have more information then that you need next time that you have to make the decision because when to push through, when to commit, when to listen to ourselves, all of that is important and it will serve us as we work towards all of our goals and as we keep all of our resolutions. And I do want to give another final shout out to a different episode. Back in episode 27, we talked about five things to do before you quit. So if you are thinking about quitting a goal, giving up on a goal, I encourage you to tune into that episode. Some of the same stuff we talked about today is talked about in that episode. But if you are deciding not whether to commit yourself and not whether to listen to yourself in a moment, but whether you want to quit going after a goal altogether, then that is the episode for you. But today I encourage you to resolve to determine which of these perspectives or approaches you think you want to use next time you're faced with this opportunity, whether it be the self-confidence assessment, using the things that you know about yourself, reaching out to other people, giving yourself kind of like a self-care assessment to see how you're doing there, identifying your feeling or anything else that we talked about today. Determine which of those tools you're going to use and pull out next time you're faced with this decision between commitment and listening to yourself and occasionally that third option of giving up altogether, which we're not going to look at or talk about anymore today. And then this week I am reading Bad City, Peril and Power in the City of Angels by Paul Pringle. Just getting into that one, very interesting. And I tend to really like investigative journalism pieces, especially ones that then evolved into books. So I am enjoying this one so far. I'm curious to see where it goes. And I'm not that familiar with the story, even though it took place in pretty recent history. So I'm curious to see exactly how it all turns out, but I'm enjoying that piece of investigative writing. And then today I want to toast big decisions and the power of resolutions because this past month in August, actually in August of last year was when I first started to consider the idea of going to grad school. It really struck me for the first time that idea. And then just even that same day, Honestly, looking back, I have no idea how it happened. Just, it's kind of like a brain fuzz. And then suddenly I was like looking up graduate programs. And then on that same trip, I ended up going to visit my alma mater for the first time because I attended college online and graduated online. And then it was at the same time I was considering returning there to go to graduate school. And then just a couple months later, I made the decision to do so. And then in January, I started my program. And now here I am a year later, 
it's a little over a year now, but when I was really reflecting on this, it was about a year. And I've just started my final semester of the graduate program. And so by the end of the year, I'll be done. And it is crazy to me to reflect on how much things have changed over the last year from not even considering this as an option, not thinking about it to doing all the research, all the reflection to signing up, to completing two semesters already, to be starting my third and final semester in a year. It's crazy. And I love the reminder that it has offered to me about how much is possible over the course of a year, how much we can do, how much we can achieve. And that therein is the power of resolutions. That's kind of a skewed version of a year because it was just entering my consciousness and I haven't quite finished it yet. But this year, January to December, I'm going to have been able to start and finish the program. And that is so exciting to me. I just wanted to once again, toast the power of resolutions and the, how I was reminded of it in this slightly unique way recently. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.